Welcome to the Eat, Slay, Live podcast. And we are the Locks Executioners. We're going to be eating lightning and talking thunder and powerbombing you right in the ear holes today. This bud, <laughs> thanks, bud, thanks. Got to get it, give them, get it over those well, little biceps. You know, uh, what is that? Bigger than when you were. Well, yeah, that's exactly where, that's yeah. what we're gonna go with. Uh, what is that? Chris Farley, fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it, Richard. Yeah, had to bring have this bring out well. We have double-breasted Letterman. We we have yeah. my old uh, we have my old uh, principal in here, so I thought. But and you know, I knew he'd come in wearing like Civic Memorial High School like garb from head to toe. Absolutely, and I, I knew he would. So you know what? Following suit, Ross. You went with the the double letter. <laughs> you can never have both sides. Double never have. You can never have. <laughs> I wish I had the captain's thing on there, but uh, didn't mom didn't sew that on. Anyway, who who bought that jacket? Uh, you know what? It was kind of a so when I you know I didn't want to move down here from Calhoun to Bethalto. Yeah. And so, like, mom and, and our stepdad tried to sort of, like, so they had this coat waiting for me. There wasn't letters on it, but they had this coat waiting for me. <laughs> like, oh, look at that. Like, why? I don't want to live here. Why would I want this coat? Do you know what I'm saying? Going from red and black to purple, <laughs> purple and coal. And purple and yellow. And, and these aren't even the ones that, like, the kids were actually wearing. The, 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 the sleeves were actually a different color. So this, was, like, stood out like that's not even the right coat. Oh. They, they had, like, a old gold sleeves. And this is just flat yellow. <laughs> <laughs> they bought me this in a twin size waterbed. <laughs> Welcome to Bethalto. <laughs> uh, what's been going on with you? I saw you got the you guys got the, down the brick. You guys have enclosed the outdoor part. Got heat in it. I was gonna say nothing, but yeah, no? you are right. That's it's that's, exciting. That's a I new think. thing going on right now for us. I love it. Um, yeah, we we enclosed the patio fully and uh, with some walls we can take up, put down. You know, depending on. The time of year, and then uh, we just got heat in there. Yeah. So those garage doors between the the outdoor and indoor can be opened now, and so you go into the. This is hard to explain, but you can go. You walk into what was normally the outdoor, and it's it's enclosed with heat and everything. It's yeah. So, so you got an outdoory feel. Yep. So last night <clears throat> it just kind of opens up the place a little more, gives mm -hmm. it more you know that atmosphere that we love, and so like last night for instance, um, pretty much had a full patio and. Had the garage doors open, mm -hmm. so you know, I just I just love that feel of those doors being open. Yeah. So we don't right. we don't lose any tables. Now. So does your brother Ty? Hell yeah. <laughs> so we don't lose so, any tables now during the winter. Yeah, I got it's you. Good deal. How long do you think I can wear this jacket during this? And can I get it off? <laughs> well, getting it off. <laughs> I hope you try to get it off during during the show. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. pull so, this, pull this. That, anyway, that's exciting. The brick, I love it. I think I like that, and I like how that rustic look that the outdoor has. So, Good what about stuff. what about down here? Anything else since last show? Uh, no. Oh, you know what? Well, we had our big. Uh, I'm glad I didn't think about this. I should have said we had our big Thanksgiving fundraiser. Yeah, how'd we do? We did really. You know what? At first, I thought we're not going to make as much money. We had a, we had the most people we've ever had at the circuit since we've doing the hundred hour reservations. Yeah, we had the most people, but I thought, uh, but 
a lot of times we get a lot of donations from people who don't even come to circuit. Mm-hmm. And this year it seemed like we weren't getting them. I'm like, oh, we're not going to do as good as money wise. Things are tough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Inflation and things like that. So we, and then we, um, like kind of at the last minute, some, some businesses came through for us. Wagner equipment rental, Coleman campers. There we go. Uh, look at, I'm getting those names the out there. Uh, Coleman, uh, who, who else? Uh, a Stasi chiropractor, a few big businesses an anonymous donor, uh, came through with some big ones at the end. So I think, I think when it's all said and done, we have about twenty six thousand dollars we raised for the kids. So that's amazing. Say, say that again for the people. We raised about twenty six thousand. I think for the year because we also do we do a water th- where we give the all the water that we sell at Pride goes to to the kids. And then you know our circuit is eight dollars. And if you come in and you bring a ten and you don't want the change, like hey, keep the chains. Our people gonna they throw it in a bucket. So I think we've probably raised about a thousand there. So we're probably going to hit close to thirty thousand this year. So. Yeah, hit that applause. Come Look at on. man, you are you are on those sound effects today. I mean you're not gonna hit them the rest of the show, but hey, I, and I will um I'm gonna give a little shout out to my guest our guest here. Okay. Okay, we're talking about donations here. He walks into the brick house the other mm-hmm. day with a tra- we're doing a toy drive with mm-hmm. a trash can a trash bag full of brand new toys. Fills up our fills up our toy drive box. You Boom. know it well he walked into Pride the other day. And guess what he has? Toys. No, a $2 bill for me and a $2 <laughs> bill for Haley. He brings them every year. He brings us in $2 bills. But I, I think, you know what? I think the, the theme of, I'm gonna, I got to try to get this thing off. Uh, I think the theme of today well, and the reason up. we really wanted to have this guy, <laughs> wanted to have this guy on is just for the good deeds and the, you know, just the great person that he is. And we like having great people on here that kind of inspire us to be better people. And so, exactly what he is. so I'll go ahead and intro him today. We're bringing in, we have uh, Mr. Willard Wallace on it. This this guy has he spent 33 years. Am I correct on that? Yes. 33 years in education, all in the Bethalto School District. No. No. Okay, we'll get to that. I was wrong on that. He was. A, <laughs> he's been a teacher. He's been the bus driver. He's been the. He was my high school principal. Um, he's been a coach. He's been a little bit of everything. And um, so, and he is. How old are you? 103? <laughs> Is that how old, you, how old are you again, Mr. Wallace? 85. 85. Wow. That's awesome. So anyway, Mr. Walsh, one, do you listen to podcasts? That's what I want to know, first of all. Do you listen to podcasts? No. No. Okay. You're going to have to teach me how to well, bring it up on well, my phone. We're not going to have to teach you how to talk because we all know, we all know you how to do that. And so, Ross, you know, as we, I put something out on Facebook, you know, if anybody has any stories or something they'd like to uh, say about Mr. Wallace, you know, send us a message. I have a bunch of them, but I'm going to, wow, you just turned me up. Um, I have, so I'm going to read one of them right now and we'll get to some other ones later. So this is a former teacher who worked under him while he was a principal. Uh, first, I have to say that Mr. Wallace is the nicest administrator I've known, ever known in my 40 years of teaching. 40 years. Uh, she's actually, this teacher's getting ready to retire this year. Actually, he might be the nicest person I've ever met. As a principal, he works so hard to make everyone happy, which is no easy feat. Uh, she also went on to tell a funny little story about your son. Now, now, Mr. Wallace's son and I, we uh, graduated together. And so she said this story about her, your son, Mike. One of the most challenging things he had to deal with was having his son Mike at the high school at the same time. And I know it wasn't easy for Mike being the principal's kid. I had Mike in my biology two class and he did, he did just the minimum to get by. He was always polite and respectful, but his effort, meh. One day after the final exam, I was leaving and I saw Mr. Wallace in the parking lot. I paused for a minute, rolled down my window and let him know that Mike did great on the final exam. 
I thought Mr. Wallace would be happy, but instead he cursed. And he said he knew Mike had been holding back this whole time. That was the first and only time I've ever heard him curse. I chuckled as I drove out because I had a feeling that Mike was going to see that not so nice side of his dad when he got home. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Mr. Wallace, welcome to the show. We're super happy and honored to have you on here, which I, I think you're happy to be on here too. Yes. <laughs> he, he, he he had a demand, Ross. You know what is? He has one demand to be on the show. We haven't had anybody have demands on here. But this guy's this, kind of a. This is new to me. Yeah, he. Well, I had well, to give well, him a, a pride uh, window decal for his car, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. Well, I always wanted a free pass to do exercise. Well, this isn't a whole hole with that advertisement. Oh, oh hold on! Never a did this, get it. <laughs> this isn't a free pass. It's just a sticker to, and to the to old pass. The old one went with my car. I got a different car, but I had to replace the eye. Everything was okay, but the eye faded out. The eye on pride, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we do. Bad yeah, pain have, or something. Yeah, well, that. we let them fade, so then you have to buy a new one. <laughs> so, as, <laughs> Ross, right. when you pulled up, he was a half hour early. And tell him the quote when I said, I go, hey, Mr. Wallace, you're, uh, you're 35 minutes early. What'd you say? I'd rather be 35 minutes early than one minute late. I like that, Ross. Don't you? I love that. Don't you wish you had employees that went by that same, they that do. same thing? Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so as you pulled up, Ross, and, and me and Mr. Wallace were out in the parking lot. He had, already going been, on. he had already been inside, but he was, he was showing me his, which I think is a minivan, but I don't think he likes to refer to it as that. But he was showing me his car, which he, he tell, tell, this, is, this is your car. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's a 2018 so Chrysler. And he, he said it's... It's got all these uh, these miraculous these uh, these innovations to it. I'm like, well, it is five years old. <laughs> Four. Four. <laughs> well, I think the 2023s are coming out. Yeah. Right now. So, what 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 makes it a little bit uh, different? Well, I can open the doors without without using my hands. I can just kick underneath the door, and they'll slide open. And that's probably good at your age with your yeah. cans yeah, and stuff. I'm, well, I'm always carrying stuff <laughs> to the car. <laughs> so we're gonna start. So let's tell. Let's find out a little bit about you. So where where did you grow up? Uh, well, I we came to uh, Cottage Hills around 1942. My dad went to work for the Glassworks, and probably if the war had gone on a little bit longer, he we had four kids. There were four kids in the family, and he was. Uh, probably if the war had gone on another year, he would have probably gone in, been drafted. Mm -hmm. But I grew up in Cottage Hills, uh, across the tracks, and uh, across the tracks, yeah, uh, south <laughs> in the hood, you the southwest hood? Cottage Hills. You from the mean streets of Cottage Hills? Well, you know, you didn't. Have you ever stabbed we weren't, anyone? We weren't really, really mean, but uh, we were mischief mm -hmm. at times. But what's interesting was that. I had two older sisters and an older brother, and my older sisters were in the, like the seventh and eighth grade. But uh, the, the the Central Street that now goes to Rosewood Heights was the borderline between uh, Cottage Hills Grade School and Culp School, mm -hmm. which is out past uh, Trailer Court on Stanley Road, about two miles, two or I don't know, two and a half miles walk. So uh, the first two grades, uh, I. I missed a lot of school because uh, my mom kept me home when it was really, really bad weather. 
and then when I was in the third grade, because uh, that forced home subdivision was developing, uh, they moved the uh, boundary line to Wood River Creek. And so in the third grade, I went to Coyote Hills Grade School. Now, did you go to Bethalto High School? Is that where you were? Did you go to high school? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Bethalto uh, Elementary District uh, was a consolidated district, number 152. And they ran Cottage Hills Grade School. They ran, uh, the, of course, uh, Bethalto Elementary School and a three-year high school. Um, and, and they had a three-year high school for 30-something years. Mm-hmm. And, and kids would go to, so uh, uh, in the seventh grade, we had an overcrowded condition in Cottage Hills in the seventh grade. And they asked for volunteers, and 16 of us uh, volunteered to go to our seventh grade in, um, at, at Bethalto. And that, and there was five girls and the rest boys. And that was a pretty... I don't like that ratio, do you? <laughs> well, it was a pretty brave thing for uh, girls to do that mm-hmm. back in those days. That was... Uh, but uh, they managed to to convince their families that it was okay. So and they we, were from Cottage Hill, so they could probably handle themselves. Yeah, pretty <laughs> pretty tough. Why, why did Bethalto have a three-year high school for so long? Well, that's kind of interesting um and i've done since i retired i started doing research on um on the history of the school uh the high school started in uh 1920 when they uh they they the elementary district st- uh started a ninth grade nine students one teacher they taught the ninth grade just like they taught the eighth grade the next year they added another teacher and that was when uh, emily mcfadden uh, was hired, and she was uh, the, the second year. Emmy McFadden is kind of a legend in the Bethalto School District uh, and the National Honor Society. Were you a member of National Honor Society? Uh, we're, we're talking about you. Oh, okay. We're not talking about me. Okay. I got off. I got right. off a little bit. Yeah, um, on you. <laughs> I was in the national. I was in the national. Of Honor course Society. you were. And uh, <laughs> but. Uh, that uh, so all the way up to 1950, they had a in 49-50 area. They had a three-year high school. I I I have never found any uh, real strong information about why it stayed a three-year high school. But I had a, a two different older people uh, that I tried to get information from, and they said that the superintendent didn't have the credentials to for a four-year high school and and i don't know that's not verified but so your your fourth year your senior year you then go where well you had a choice of going to alton wood river roxanne and most of the kids went to roxanne and, and they really sent some good athletes to rock you oh, could so roxanne. I, I didn't get so i didn't i thought you just <clears> meant <throat> like ninth grade was part of like the grade school middle school and then you went to like Sophomore, no. junior, senior. No, you just you, no. after your junior year, it's like okay, got to find. Well, uh, wow, could you imagine that now? No, Louis Hauser of Hauser Field, mm-hmm. uh, the football field in Bethalto's name. He Hauser was a three, third year graduate in 1946, and so he went to Roxana. But there were some earlier really good basketball players that from Bethalto that went to Roxana, and and that three year high school had basketball, baseball, and between where the swimming pool is and, and the 
fire department. Uh, they had a little indention oval, and I think they ran track there. So just in the field, in the grass field, and it was, but they had a little oval thing dug out around the for the track. You have to run it around it thirty nine times for a mile. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's pretty big because then they didn't yeah, have, have the, the tennis pool. courts. Yeah, I got yeah, you. And and they didn't have the swimming pool either yeah. there. So it was a pretty big area. Was Bethalto still a three year high school when you graduated? No. So, uh, that not, I, I graduated in 56. Uh, I was a uh, seventh grader when Bethalto Unit 8 Schools was formed. And this was Forest Homes, uh, Forest Homes, Cottage Hills, Bethalto, Meadowbrook, and the surrounding farm area. Uh, a very, the, the district lines ran crazy and are still that way and, today. And, and that's something I want to get into today. I want to get to the bottom of some of these lines. But so, quick question: While we're on this, if you would have graduated from Bethalto at a three-year high school, what school are you going to for your senior year? Can't say Calhoun, okay? Because I can't right go back. Woodruff, well, too far. Or all, okay? <laughs> Man, either school I went to, I would have gotten killed on the very first day. <laughs> yeah, I remember them showing up at our house with baseball. Bats I wasn't. Whoop your I ass. wasn't well liked at either one of the schools. So, <laughs> so I, you would have had to go to all maybe witness protection plan. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> do you do you remember that? The, All the trouble that Todd used to cause. No, I, Woods River and Roxana kids I, used to show up at our house. No, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that because he'd never. I you never, just lived, I never you did, just lived on, a block the, over. Hold on, let the man talk. <laughs> I, Ross. Didn't, I never. I never saw him in my office. Uh, and and uh, our our Winchin's office, Mr. So Winchin. So he was smart enough to cause well, trouble outside of school. He, there's nah. some kids I knew. He lived right that, behind us. He right. lived right behind us. He's my principal. He is sitting here telling you what a good kid I was uh, Well, I did, did a good job at school. Yeah. that's That goes against everything that he, he believes in, <laughs> but uh, that's the truth. <laughs> but he also, I, as I was getting stories from people, uh, Steve Halley, your, uh, is it your nephew? Your nephew by marriage. By marriage, he was saying that one time when you first met uh, his in-laws, Chris, like when Steve first met you and the in-laws, and you and they were they were asking about Steve in high school. You also said that Steve was never in the office, and we all know that was a lie. And Steve <laughs> admitted that. So, well, you have so, to be friendly I, in some of those situations. <laughs> I liked it. Discreet. We're going to use discreet. Okay, oh. you weren't lying. You were dis discreet. Yeah. So let's back up real quick because this is an interesting topic to me, and I think some of some of the listeners in Bethalto, the Bethalto school lines but up to Edwardsville school lines. It just seems to me that Edwardsville has really, they entered the Bethalto school district by a lot. Why, why are they so close to our, like, I mean, there's people who live out in Morrow who go to Edwardsville, and instead of driving five minutes to our high school, they drive 25 minutes to Edwardsville. Well, they have the biggest school district in the state of Illinois when it comes to actual boundaries and lines. It just seems like they're way into Bethalto territory when it should be Bethalto territory. When they had the referendums to create uh, Bethalto Unit 8 schools, Morrill, which had an independent school, uh, grade school, uh, uh, Meadowbrook had an independent uh, grade school. Uh, my my wife's uncle was on the bo a little board of directors at Meadowbrook uh, earlier on, and uh, for and and Forest Homes had Culp School, so they had all independent. So. Morrill and Meta and uh, Forest Home, uh, Meta 
Yeah, you get right outside outside of Meadowbrook, though, and you're going... Rosewood Heights also had an independent school, and they had the opportunity to to join... uh, in Bethalto Unit 8, and they rather stayed with the established Rosewood Heights, went with Roxana, and, uh, of course, Morrill went went with uh, Edwardsville. But we're wondering why. Why did they go with Edwardsville? Did they get the choose? Well, they were an established, back in those days, they were an established school. Bethalto Unit 8 schools, when it was formed, had the lowest evaluation property evaluation per student in the state of Illinois. And at that time, uh, the, the state government didn't provide a a large amount of, uh, uh, state aid that came after world war two. So, uh, that was maybe some of the reasons that they, they went, but that, uh, on Moreland road at the end of, on the North end of Moreland road, there's a apartments. If you were up on the second floor, you could see an elementary school from there. You could see Parkside, but those kids go to Midway or, Mm -hmm. or they go to Hamill. And then when they get to junior high, they go to Edwardsville for, for, for six years. And uh, they have buses running all over Ed, the place. Ed Hightower's behind it, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was before Ed. I'm just Ed, 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 per, I, I just find it pretty extreme. And in, in these day, this day and age where you're trying to be a little smarter than we were in the past and develop, you would think it would make sense that, okay, Edwardsville is not going to send buses this far. It wastes too much gas. It it costs too much money to to keep the bus drivers driving that long. When Bethalto could easily pick them up, save money on gas, save money on salaries, uh, less burden on the kids and the family to have to get up earlier to get your kids ready for a hour bus ride than a fifteen minute bus ride. Uh, and yet, all of those things are true. And but Edwardsville has uh, they don't want to lose any territory. They oppose. They oppose any type of annexation, and there hasn't been very much annexation. The, uh, there was an annexation years ago out on Morrill Road where that big subdivision is now, and it was a big dairy farm there. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, the south part of their property hit Meadowbrook School, and so, so that made it legally a- able to... And they and they did in that whole area. The, all those kids in that subdivision there go past Morro and come into Bethalto schools, and it's, it's very difficult today because of uh, sometimes because of debt that has accumulated in the school district, that, and 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 so uh, there's just all kinds of reasons why they oppose it. There is a a board of education. There's a board. I don't know if they call it board of education from the county, and and they they will look at those situations if somebody requests to annex in. But if you go north of town on Old Bethalto Road, it's the lines are all over the place yeah, out there, yeah. and uh, and of course uh, Bender on one off of one eleven is a boundary line between. Uh, Bethalto Unit 8 schools and Roxana, and that line runs straight west. It goes through a, a, a street that 
circles around yeah. and and sometimes some that line goes through right middle of the house and that yeah. would, that's, that's, a, that's a weird one over there Rosewood yeah, that's a, a real, little weird, very too, weird but thing. at least it's two towns kind of bugging yeah. up together as this is a bunch of farmland that would save the kids so much time oh uh, there's so no, much money to be yeah, saved there yes no doubt about it but okay. i'm off, that, very I'm off that rant yeah. okay speaking of board of education <laughs> <laughs> uh so you get into high school. You play sports in high school? Yeah, I played football and basketball and baseball. Uh huh. That we only had five. All of he played all of them. All of them. no, no, <laughs> no. But I had a friend that played them all and lettered in all of them. Donnie Eaton. Did, One he, have, did he have five letters on five his Five letters. <laughs> Sorry, Todd. Beat you. Can he still fit into his jacket? <laughs> uh, he he had five letters. I, I remember one time we uh, he ran a cross country match at halftime of a football game. Have you ever hear of that before? <laughs> no. But uh, and Donnie uh, later on was on the school board in Bethalto mm-hmm. and uh he, he was uh, just really a great person and a great athlete. He went in the Marine Corps and I didn't find this out and so he passed away and they had a, a marine at his funeral and uh he 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 left for uh, San Diego as soon as school was out. So he's in after five letters in a mm-hmm. school year, and he set a record in the uh, obstacle course. And that and and they've changed everything now. But that Marine told me that, and that was the first time I'd ever hmm. heard of that. That that, uh, that record still was standing. It's funny that you say that because it popped up on my Facebook memories, and this was this was several years ago. Tim Lawrence, yeah. Tim Lawrence put up the top. Here's my top five or top ten basketball players ever at Civic Memorial High School, and so a uh, bunch of different people: Derek McGuire, Stephen Jones, and then you were on, you and Ty were on it, and then uh, he also said, and probably the greatest athlete to ever come through, Bethalto is Don Eaton. He said that something about the five. That was just popped up today. That's weird. That he's talking about that. So, uh, from there, where do you go to college? Well, you know, back in night in the fifties, early fifties, uh, you had three three basic choices, mm-hmm. three directions you could go, and uh, we had industry all over the place. And I had many many friends that went to went to work at the steel mill or the glass works or a refinery, and they they spent their whole career there and they had good careers. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one. And the second one, you, you could go in the military and many, many of the guys went in the military uh, right away. And then you go to college. Well, Ronnie Evans uh, was another one of my best friends in school, had a grandparents that lived in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And there was a college about 40 miles South of Pine Bluff. It was Arkansas A&M college. And, one midsummer, he came by, and there was three of, and he wanted me to take a trip with him down to Arkansas to visit that college, and we did. We we drove. Had how old were you? Were you in high school? Still? Yeah, we were out of high school. You were out of high school. It was the summer after graduation, okay. and so it, you graduated. You still wasn't sure what you were going to do. No, okay. not sure. But uh, so uh, we went. We took that trip. It's 500 miles, two-lane roads. It's nine-hour drive. Stagecoach. 
Huh? Stagecoach? <laughs> Just about. <laughs> but it was around Highway 51, which is now 55, over in south south of St. Louis. It was up and down and around. And and so we went down to visit with them. And they said, well, if you if you want to go, you will waive the out-of-state tuition. And so we went down and spent the year and learned a lot. So what the only you- other state I'd ever been in before going to... Uh, to Arkansas was uh, Missouri. Uh, so, what do your parents say about this? Because your dad, your dad worked in industry his whole life. No, he worked. On, he was in construction. And oh, I thought he worked at the glassworks. Well, he did. Okay, but then he changed over. He didn't let work there too long. Uh huh. So, uh, what, what did your mother do? She's a housewife. Okay. So, what did they say when you said you were say a couple states away? You know, back in those days, many of the parents didn't didn't uh in cottage hills and some of the other areas didn't go to school go up to the school right. and and uh you know visit and do things that the parents right. do today they worked all day long very hard and, and and we didn't expect them to really right so uh uh they didn't say anything you just said hey i'm going to arkansas no, to college I, no i well we later. went down to look at it and then in a few years did you come back when you went down and looked at it it almost oh, yeah like that yeah, was midsummer back. okay and you came and, back and uh came back and and then uh we went down in september and and stayed nine months mm-hmm. we saw cotton harvest we saw cotton uh uh, planted and harvested again, mm-hmm. almost at the end of the school year. So when you, when you were going away to college, did you have any idea what you wanted to do? What you, yeah, what, I wanted to be a teacher. How did, what what influenced that decision? Well, uh, I liked history. Mm-hmm. I did did very well in history at the high school. Number two, in the we you know we had to take up U.S. history in the junior year in the high school, everybody did in the state of Illinois. I don't know if they still do that now or not, but it was 100 questions, and I second. I missed two, and I don't know what questions I missed. I wonder, I wonder if we could get the person on who uh, did better than you on them. Well, yeah, to get them on. he became a lawyer. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, you know I think he... Uh, he, he made he did uh, better than so me. you knew right when you went down there to Arkansas like I I, want to I be- took his I took uh, a class well you know that freshman year it's mm-hmm. uh, those general classes but uh, I I and uh, I did very well down there too except in one class uh, had trouble with uh, French mm-hmm. damn French and I, that lady that taught it was a southerner <laughs> southerner. <laughs> And you have to pronounce, you know. She those, was given like the sort of the New Orleans yeah, version I, of that. I don't that know why Cajun I took French, French instead of Spanish or something else, but but that was one of the requirements to have in the general studies Foreign classes. Language, yeah. Um. So you go home for the summer after that first year. Yes, sir. Okay. So what what did you do over that summer? Well, I, I worked at the uh, steel mill two summers, uh-huh. but. Uh, when I got back, SIU Carbondale was taking over the Shirtliff College campus in Upper Alton, and I was a 234 student to sign up to go oh, wow. on the first day. So uh-huh. you only uh, went down to Arkansas for one year? One full year. Okay. And uh, I, I went over to the county superintendent's office, um, and he was a Bethalto person, Wilbur Trimpey, and... Uh, they had teacher training, teacher scholarships in, Illinois State teacher scholarships, and they were dated. 
And, and someone told me, he said, well, sometimes they, somebody gets a scholarship, they go one year and quit. And that's what they had one over there. So I got a partial Illinois state scholarship, teacher scholarship. And, uh, cost me, cost me, uh, Thirty dollars a year to go to college at all, <laughs> and live God. at home. Couldn't have lunch for that. <laughs> I, I live <laughs> and at stayed home. stayed at home, of course, and and so uh, and then uh, my senior year, there was about five of us went in the Army Reserves. So we we went in January, the coldest January in the in the times at Fort Leonard Wood, and uh, so then I had to go a little bit extra. To, so you're at Fort Leonard Wood. It's really cold. Uh, what was your MOS? What was your job in the reserves? Well, it was just training in reserves. Oh, uh, later. Uh, yeah, but you uh, had to have a job like okay. your MOS. Well, um, we had a 155 Halster company. Okay. And uh, the first day they put me on the trail, that's called the gunner. And that's where I lost my hearing, I think. And uh, but uh, we went to Sam, Camp McCoy, Wisconsin, and I've been there. And uh, we would uh, fire the howitzers. Thank you for the freedom. <laughs> You're welcome. And uh, so our summer camps were up there at Camp McCoy, and uh, and I was chief of section when I finished as a sergeant. That will duh. I should have been an officer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we we go through college, and so uh, the. You, Right away, you knew you wanted to go into education. Now, did your parents, do you tell them, like, do they have any involvement? Do you say, hey, I want to be a teacher, and your dad say, that's stupid, or what, anything? No, any, any they weren't involved them? with it very much at all. I think my, my dad went to the fourth grade and, right. you know, down in southern Illinois. Mm -hmm. So they, <clears throat> it was, I was kind of on my own. Yeah. Um. So then what's your first teaching job? Well, then, uh, uh I came back and uh, I had to finish, went another full year, and then I had to kind of clean up a couple of things. I had to take a swimming, I needed a swimming course. and uh, the To PE. become a teacher? Well, the, I was a PE minor. Okay. A history, social studies major. And uh, so the head PE person at SIU, uh, Alton, went with me down to the YMCA and I swam across the swimming pool and that was it. And then I got my I, de got got my degree. I did take a swimming class. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole class. He just took a test. You took a swimming class? Yeah. Was it rough? Yeah, you were supposed to for PE. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you the older you get, a the harder freaking lap. The older you get, the harder <laughs> swimming becomes. Every like I don't I, I don't think it was every two weeks. Like you had to progress. Like we were in, you know, the Olympic size swimming pool, and every two weeks you had to progress on how many laps you had to go down and do in a certain amount of time, and it kept growing. And growing. Yeah, I just had to do a test. He jumped. He did a cannonball. I just oh, cannonball. Good, let's go. That Dog was paddled his way to the other side. You're good to go. The, all, the old uh, Alton YMCA swimming yeah. pool is a little bit bigger than this room. <laughs> I had right? to swim across. Oh. So, uh, yep, and I swim. passed. So so you so you get your swimming test out of the way, yeah. and then, then when you start looking for a job, well, I didn't have to look very long. I uh, made one trip to Southwestern, and Mr. Myers was a superintendent, and I interviewed for a, a job and coaching, mm -hmm. and uh, he hired me. 
I went home, and then the next week I went to uh, Fort Riley, Kansas for two weeks and then came back and is ready for school to start. Now, what, what year would that have been? Well, 1961 was the first school year. Gotcha. So you kind of you kind of missed World War Two and kind of and missed, oh yeah missed I was Viet- in the middle of and, and, everything and missed Vietnam. Yes, sort of, yeah. So you kind of I was too too young and too old. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, and I missed it. Uh, and uh, but I had a real good experience. I was in the reserves for about five and a half years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in six, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> Again, thank you for our freedom. <laughs> Carry on, Ross. Carry on. <laughs> Uh, so we go to Southwesterns where you start your teaching career, and, and what, what subjects were you teaching? Well, I taught social studies, and, and I, it, that Southwestern was a great place to go. Mm-hmm. And I have another story about that in the, after I, but I, um, I was hired to be the assistant basketball coach to Bill Parmentier. Oh, Bill Parmentier, yeah. And, and so uh, about a week later, they, they, they hired another person to be a basketball coach and he was going to be in the eighth grade basketball and, and he was a basketball legend jim lemon was his name he's from wood river he he played basketball for uh, in texas in college and uh, so i i knew of him but i didn't know him real well but i sought him out i said how would you like to be the assistant basketball in high school and i'll take the eighth grade <laughs> so you just traded they would swap. well i had to talk to him first mm-hmm. and uh and then talked to Mr. Myers, and so we traded, and he was Bill Parmentier's uh, assistant coach, and he was uh, he was a legend at Wood River uh, uh, basketball. And Bill or Jim Lemon? Jim, Jim Jim Lemon was his name. So I had a really good experience uh, at uh, Southwestern, but but I had another after two years. Bill Parmentier was going to go back home and and work in Gillespie and I applied for a job there too in the junior high and I got it they told they ratified it and I had a a kind of a I don't know what it was but I was going home one night going up the hill from in Cottage Hills from the creek going up the hill and Mr. Myers and his wife pulled me over and they took me to uh, Rusty's in Edwardsville for dinner that's fancy and here I it was five o'clock, six o'clock uh, after practice and everything, and I just parked my car and went with him, and 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 uh, had dinner and just talked a little bit, and the next day I called Gillespie and said I wasn't going to leave. I'm going to stay. At so he was whining and dining you to stay at Southwestern. I, I don't know if he knew I was going to Gillespie, and I don't know that, but I I stayed another year, the third year, and then what made you back out? I don't know. Maybe In, something instinct? maybe there's something that's I don't know going on with mm-hmm. your lives and everything, but I stayed another year and the last basketball game was uh, Southwestern and Trimpy. Uh they beat us like a drum, you know, Jim Carey and <laughs> was a coach at the junior high and and Carey was going to go to the high school the next year and uh Ed Hartwiger was going to go to be the football coach, and Don Simpson came out on the basketball court after the game and said, you want a job here? And I said, yes. Just Bethalto. Yeah, at Trimpey. And I said, you got something you want me to sign? He said, no, we'll just shake hands. <laughs> That's the way and, it works today, isn't it? And that, that, uh, 
no, it wouldn't work today. But then I knew that uh, uh, the coach at Morrill was having, or uh, more uh, warden, uh, Bob Callow. Mm-hmm. He was, they had a small group of kids and they were losing and everything. And, and they had a science job open. And, and so I talked, I talked to us. Uh, Don Simpson first, and then uh, I talked to Bob and asked him if he wanted to come, and he'd be the ninth grade coach. I I wanted to stay in the eighth grade, and he did. And Bob was a really good coach. He was a technician, and and he did real good. We had some good players in those days. So one just went into the Illinois Hall of Fame. Who was that? Dave Tainer. Dave Tainer. Yeah. Now that's he's uh, arguably the best basketball player from Bethalto. Well, you know, it's arguably. hard to hard to really do that, but he couldn't guard. Um, <laughs> our our seventh grade team, <laughs> the seventh grade team in the at uh, Trimpey, uh, practiced in the cafeteria down to north end of the building, and uh, the first day of practice, uh, then they come up down on the bigger floor and and we finish practice every day and and uh he he brought tainer down brought that group down and i said you're gonna leave just leave him here and i I took him he put i coached him in seventh and eighth grade and dave tainer's teams lost one game in three years at the junior high which included winning a big tournament at collinsville fresh uh, ninth grade freshman and uh he was he was a good one he was unbelievable wasn't he well he started something in the junior high that the coaches couldn't do but on game day all the kids wore a white shirt or a dress shirt and a tie and they were and they uh you know we couldn't tell kids you know dress up on game day or anything and and that went on for he started it he started as a went player. on until our left as like an as a middle school kid, he started that. He started oh, wow. that, and and uh, so during the day you look down the hall and they're just standing, but now during football season they wore their football jerseys to school. Yeah, and so you'd look down the hall and you'd see somebody getting a side body block or something during re- during <laughs> passing period. But but there was a di- there was something to being dressed up a little bit and and how you. Uh, conduct yourself. Yeah, that's and, amazing. He had that <clears throat> this kind of that insight, foresight, or whatever. Like back then, that is, you because know, now you see a lot of people, yeah. you know, kind of do it or whatever they did for a while. But huh, that's great. Now Jim Carrey is that Steve Carey's dad? Steve Carey's dad. Uh, he 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 said a couple things about you. One now this is this he said. Oh oh, Steve did. Yeah yeah. Because oh. now he, when when he became the a, the athletic director, you were the you were his principal. He had a couple things. He said you, he, at one point. Now this is funny. Steve Carey was teaching English. Did you know he ever taught English or us? He taught English all the time. I knew he taught. I didn't know what. <laughs> he said, while teaching English, we had our annual teacher picture day. Uh, once received, <laughs> some of the uh, female faculty members, they threw their pictures in the trash. Well, Steve Carey dug them out, proceeded to get their faces on National Geographic animals, sports illustrated swimsuit bodies, etc., and passed them around the school. About two weeks later, the call 
after the office came, not actually knowing who was behind it, but having a good idea. Mr. Wallace said a sexual harassment complaint was forthcoming <laughs> if I didn't cease. And he said the fun and games were over. Well, <laughs> well, that was uh, partially true in that, that statement. But uh, he, he took these pictures and it to be a nun with, with this teacher's uh, lady face, teacher, on it. face on it. And then the next day it would be a, a, a beach picture, you know. <laughs> Uh, uh, and and it went on for three or four days. Uh, anybody who doesn't know Steve Carey, Steve Carey was a teacher at the time. He wasn't yeah. a student. <laughs> and and so I walked into the the, the athletic directors right down the hall, yeah. right down inside our complex there, and and there he was filling out this application to get some more pictures. <laughs> And I said, no, no, that's it. We're not doing this anymore. And so he threw it in the trash. He was, uh, he was great to work with. I, I just loved him. And he's, he's been retired for several years now. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't see him very much. And, but he, he was... Uh, Here's something also he said. In this, he said his first year as the athletic, uh, athletic director was your last year in education. He said you guys work side by side every day and every evening. He said, through his support and guidance, he made that uh, you made that all important first year go as smoothly as it possibly could. He said there was never a night game when you guys, you and him didn't, he didn't walk, you guys didn't walk out together like you stayed every year or every night. He said, but the he said, but the entire community of Bethaltos is simply, and he's just a wonderful, lucky, and I'm a lucky to know him. So well, he, I I've never seen anybody like Steve. He's he's on the move all the time <laughs> he, he, uh, is. it's just a bundle of energy and everything but uh i i had him i would pick uh some teachers to help in the cafeteria and and he was among the the best he yeah. and and uh we had a i don't know how this came about but when i was element when junior high principal the first year uh I got called to the office and they said we're going to we're going to have a. They had a co-op that brought in uh, uh, handicapped children, and and they told me they're going to have a wheelchair class at the high school. They had recently put in an elevator to get to the second floor, so it was no steps or anything. And so I knew nothing about that type of class, and um, but we we hired a person. And I said, I have to have that classroom next to where they can put a bathroom in there and hook mm -hmm. onto the regular bathrooms. And so it, it worked out really, really well. Well, six years later, those kids were older and they came to the high school. And I took the, we, across from the hall was a nurse's office and I took, took a part of that to put uh, that because it had a bathroom there and kind of made some adjustments on that. But Steve would take some of those kids out and take them around the cafeteria. Uh, and uh, he was just really, really good with everything. Yeah. Let, let me, and, and this was a quote he said, and I, and I, and I butchered this a second ago. So I just want to make sure I get this right. What he said, he's saying this about you. He said, I hope he realizes how admired, appreciated and loved he is not only by all the students he taught, the athletes he coached and the teachers that worked for him, but by the entire community Bethalto, simply a wonderful man that we are so lucky to know. I butchered that. So I just wanted to let you know. That was <laughs> Look at that, Ross. You are, you are, well, how, how much influence did you have on hiring Steve as the AD? 
Was that your hire? Was that your call? Well, that's uh, th- that was. I wanted him, and and so uh, that's of course the, the superintendent. You know, makes the call. But did uh, you interview him and take? Oh no, to the board? no, 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 no. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Well, because I, it was kind of it was kind of set to do that. He was in line for it and everything. Mm-hmm. We didn't go through a process. Uh, I don't recall a process, and mm-hmm. but uh, uh, there was no problem there. So he wanted the job. But, you guys wanted him to have. The yeah, and and uh, the other athletic director was great too. Abby. Did he retire? Is that uh, how Steve got the he, job? He, he got an elementary teach. Uh, he got became an administrator. Okay, Ron Middleton. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was great too. He's a great person. I really liked him. And, you know, we turned the lights off at the football field together. Ron was the real principal that scared me. He put put fear in me. He was my junior high principal. He put fear in me. He was just a big old guy. He didn't say much. Had a stare on him. You know, he pitched a a no-hitter in the College World Series. The only person ever to do that, or at least back then. I've never heard that. Yeah, right? I don't know. Well, I didn't know that. Right. He pitched a no hitter in the world college world series. But he was a we'll have to really good, up, won't we? really good uh, person and good. So he was my senior year baseball coach, Ross. <laughs> I'm not sure if any of these letters are from my baseball career, but you would have to look that I up. I was one of the greatest. I would say no. One of the greatest pinch runners, Bethalto ever. <laughs> <laughs> Took it very serious, Ross. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we had Miss Pitts in here on here, and 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 she told us a great story about you, and I'm going to butcher that too. And I, I didn't I didn't have this in my notes, but I, I guess when she got now was she the principal after you? No, no, Mrs. no, no. Murphy. Donna Murphy. Don, oh, that's right, that's right, Donna Murphy. But but so you had been gone quite a while. Yeah, I'd been when gone they were, when they were talking about hiring Miss Pitts, or when they hired Miss Pitts. She said you went to I think you went to the the Halton High, and you brought her a hat from Bethalto. I went to uh, Mallory's first. And Mallory's got, a, and bought the hat. got a brand new. But, but you, you know. had long been retired since. Then. Yes, yes. And, and what she I don't know if she said it in so many words, but I'm going to say it in these words. But but the old the old sort of old man white club white white man's club in Bethalto. They weren't real hip on hiring. Uh, uh, Miss Pitts. And so you, uh, kind of fitting the mold, but not being sort of that group, brought her that. I didn't know hat. anything about well, that. I know you didn't, but I'm saying it. Yeah. And you brought her that hat, and that meant so I just wanted to meet her. Uh-huh, and that meant so much to her that, you know, you showing up there like that. Well, um, I just wanted to meet meet her. She was uh, she was the uh, assistant principal for the seniors, I think, at Alton High that last year. And uh, but she was great. Mm-hmm. She made them learn the. She made them learn the uh, words to the school song. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, we, we 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 all our family loves Miss. And Pitts. then sometimes some of those new principals out there, I I be observing them. And I say, well, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. <laughs> and why didn't I do that? But uh, we did a lot of good things. A lot of things at school. What, what what do you throughout your whole your education career thirty three thirty three years? What do you, what are you most proud of that you did? Well, the, the I think and I that, know that's hard. That's broad. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, uh, to be the the only uh, principal of a uh, of the of all the alumni to civic that was a big thing for me. Uh, I never dreamed of that 
you know. Matter of fact, I never, I never, uh, I went from elementary to junior high to high school, and I never sought out any of those jobs. I was happy at Meadowbrook Elementary School, and I was there six years. I loved those people, and they had they had a a hamburger stand in homecoming, and that hamburger stand took ten days over the holidays. And they were going to do away with that. And I went out and talked to some of the parents uh, when they told me I was going to Meadowbrook. And I said, let's keep this going for one year and then take a look at it and see what you want to do. And they had a tent. The pipe were out by the lagoon at North Meadowbrook School and the tent and, and cookers and everything. And so we ran that. And that was a hard job. Um, and and those parents really really worked. Now, and, what's the ha- tell us what was the hamburger stand for? What was, what well, it's it's PTA, you know, the parent teacher. Oh, so like group. a booster club type. Yeah, thing. it's funds for to to help the class for the classrooms, mm-hmm. and we and and it was great. And it's pretty hard for some of those parents to come up here and yell at you after you work all weekend on the Labor Day to uh, have a. <laughs> cook hamburgers right. and so it, uh, there was a it's kind of a selfish thing too for me to i knew they were going to be more helpful at around the school than harmful if yeah. uh, if i was there working with them every day so let's, that was good let's backtrack a little bit so you started at meadowbrook as what grade uh that was meadowbrook school was k to k to six and they had junior high. So at that time, did you teach all grades, or they just? No, I was principal. The, you were the principal there. There. And Let's I, backtrack even further. How did that job yeah. come about? Yeah. Well, that's a good story too. Uh, I was going to be. I had my my master's degree, and I was going to be. They was moving people around, and I was going to be part time assistant principal at the junior high, and Roger Harmon was going to be uh, the other part time. And I was going to continue to coach. And uh, the principal at Meadowbrook was John Stevenson. And, and he had a big, had a desire to be superintendent. And he took a superintendent's job at uh, Warden, which didn't last too long because Edwardsville took him over in a few years. And so Don Simpson sent me to Meadowbrook. And that's how I got that job uh, I don't know what type of a situation that it would be I was going to teach a, a class in the morning and Roger was going to take it in the after or I was going to you know yeah, have time and it was going to be I was going to continue to be uh, uh, te- uh, coaching so you didn't have any um, administrative background before getting thrown in to be the principal no none none you were going to start with the assistant uh, principal, but that didn't that didn't, that didn't materialize, and so I was principal at Meadowbrook. Teacher straight the principal. But then I was there six years. But the second year, every principal in the, back in those days had more than one job. They didn't hire a person to do this or this. The principals did that, and the hardest job was running the buses. And Don Simpson made me director of transportation. <laughs> Sounds without, like a great title, but <laughs> director of transportation without pay, <laughs> not without extra pay. And I did eleven years. Wow! 
And that, I that, that the bus thing is, I'm friends with you know Jill Griffin, the superintendent of Bethalto Schools now, and it's like, and she'll talk about that all the time. Just running those buses is one of the hardest, most stressful things that, that, that well, you do. It was a, and we had the worst winters you ever seen mm-hmm. too. We we put chains on those buses, and we none of the buses had snow tires for some reason. But we put snow tires on all the buses and 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 heaters. We put electricity at the bus lot where you could hook up a heater to the water. You know, cut cut the pipes and put the heater in there because we couldn't get the buses started. Mm-hmm. And then the, those buses aren't as modern as the ones today. Right. They're cold. <laughs> you got if you got out of that driver's seat and went back a few seats, it was cold. <laughs> <laughs> who cares about the kids yeah. <laughs> they'll be okay so, they're back there fighting and wrestling anyway so and i went on the banters and took care of the buses too and that was kind of kind of fun too with the high school yeah it sounds like a blast so from meadowbrook you went to oh that was that was one of them i i helped the custodians we painted every classroom under the under the chalkboard and by the doors that's what got dirty and they had those light pastel, light blue, light so-and-so. And we had them all. Everything was ready in about three weeks. And then the custodians just had to kind of touch up everything. Mm-hmm. And Don Simpson called me in and and said, that, I want, how about going to Kai Chills and cleaning it up? <laughs> <laughs> and and I said, you're going to be, you're now going to be the, the, uh, janitorial director. Well, <laughs> gave you another good title. <laughs> I, I said, Don, I got everything finished out there. I can fool around. I can, you know, just kind of take it easy. But I, so I said, oh, let me think about it. So I got in my car and drove out there and 14 windows were broken out. I counted 14 windows and, and everything was it was an old school. I went to school there, so it's old. And uh, so I went to Kite Hills and really cleaned it up. Did you ever think maybe you were just too nice? To <laughs> I don't know. Did you but ever think that? Well, that Don, Don I, Simpson uh, was I'm using here. you? I'm sure he was a tough negotiator. He got, you know, a, a sticker or something yeah. for, <laughs> for right? switching schools. Well, you know, uh, I got a little reward-like thing. And I, I don't know who uh, nominated me, but uh, we, I, we really did clean the place up real good and painted the building and new. Uh, we, we, a custodian and I put a, put new stalls in the bathroom and and uh, uh, that terraza type floor in the bathrooms and cleaned it up real good. And I got a call from Washington, uh, from uh, New York City, and this guy said. Uh, Said you've been nominated for a top 100 administrators. This is an executive educator magazine, and I thought it was a joke. <laughs> hold up! Hold up! Hold up! <laughs> That's a big deal. And well, I have documentation of that, but well, I, you nobody. Sure? I don't we, ever tell. This sure is the first time I've ever. Am I on? No. <laughs> yes, you're on. Oh. <laughs> I, I never have talked about that, but I have a little table at home that I have my scrapbook on, and and I have the the magazine. There. So it's, your name it, was in it, the they magazine. put it in a magazine, and it to shipped it all over the country. But it was uh, top one hundred school administrators, and I guess it's for being a 
construction person and a custodian <laughs> at Cottage Hill School. And director of transportation. <laughs> so um, that's that's how it happened, I guess. But here's another thing. They built a new, as I, when I went out there, uh, there was uh, some, an addition uh, in progress. And they put uh, four classrooms and the offices onto the s- south side of the building. And it was right up next to the other building, the old building, but they left us a 12 foot square opening uh, for light to get into that other classroom. It was a music, they used that for the music room. And so my father-in-law was uh, had that service day, uh, the garage there where affordable tire is, and he'd he did he had uh, enlarged it, and and he had a, a a big steel frame window, shop window that you could open a window in the middle of it, mm-hmm. and he gave that to me. I gave uh, members of the Meadowbrook Church of God basketball team free practice in the gym if they'd come up and help me and we framed that in and put that light in there and we had a terrarium in that and we uh uh, the the teachers brought we had a hundred hanging baskets these are annuals that die after one after the unless you bring them in the house and we had a hundred baskets hanging we planted a Christmas tree and in there live in the floor and we uh (laughs) we put a little uh waterfall in there and uh and and it was and people would come in and snow outside and everything and and there was windows on the hall side that you could see this and that was great Hmm. and little cottage hills botanical garden yeah i have a picture a telegraph came out and took a picture of it and i i have that too um do you have any regrets from your from your career I had a great career. Yeah. I had a great career and and I've been retired 28 years and they don't want you to be retired that long. <laughs> you know, the, yeah, yeah, the retirement system, but you know, I had I, I have a picture and it's on my phone of of administrative staff and and Louis Hauser was superintendent. He was superintendent 2 years and then retired and uh, have the whole group and there's only four people left. They're all gone. Hmm. So uh, now, you know, now you've been been. We're talking about you know your age and that you you've been active. You're always active. You're always always doing something. So, uh, so what do you do? What's what's your schedule like now? I, I know you you work out like four or five times a week, don't you? Five. Five. I'm sorry. Five. Sorry. Um, well, I I retired as. Uh, Picking the range, golf range at Belt Park. So you used to work at the the Belt. Park? No, I retired mid summer. I, I haven't been back since. I didn't. I was afraid Uh-oh. to go so, out there. I sounds just, like sound like a f- I just sent uh, Mick a text that I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> so so what did you do? Okay, we'll we'll go back. So what did you do at the golf course? How, I picked the range. How long did you do that? Uh, about eight years. So you're like a ranger out there? Uh, no, well, as a ranger first, but I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, ranger is a golf course policeman. Yeah. And no one, uh, no one likes them. No, nobody <laughs> likes them. They want to do what they, when they get out of the side of the, of the clubhouse, they want to do their thing. So, but I did that for several years mm-hmm. and I did it at, at Cloverleaf and I did it at, uh, rolling at s- several courses and, but um, 
Bell Park was the best. I had good friends that I worked with, and Mick was great. I, uh, he uh, he did a great job. I, I guess he's still he's do, for Wood River, you know. Mm-hmm. And now, great what, golf course. What do you do at the gym when you go five 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 I have, days a week? Well, I have four machines that I do, and it's upper mm-hmm. body and arms. I plan to return to golf in the spring. Uh-huh. You haven't played in a while. Two. I haven't played. 21 holes and uh, I uh, haven't played uh, 18 holes in uh, two years. I played, I'd go out and play three or four, but. How come? Well, I got a new knee. That's what oh, I got thing. a knee replacement. And uh, so uh, that and the pandemic too, you know, put things back. So I'm going to start hitting them. Uh-huh. Um, what now? So what else? I know. I posted a video that's this has been a few years ago and I was driving down the road and I'm like, I think that's my 93 year old principal out there picking up trash one day. And I stopped and I, I, I figured you got in some sort of trouble and the court, the court ordered you to go out there and pick up trash. I didn't know what you'd done, but I figured it was something bad. And they, they ordered you out and pick up trash. So I pulled over and talked to you and you're just out there on your own accord. No, no one paying you. Nobody, nobody made you. um, You didn't have an ankle break. You didn't have like a, a no nothing bracelet on or anything. Uh, the Madison Madison County Department of Zoning had an article in the paper, and they were going to p- encourage communities to pick up uh, litter, and uh, they were going to pr- they provide all the materials, which was a little picker, uh, bags, uh, vests, and and everything you need to uh, pick up litter. And so I went over, and got some free and they're free these little kits and i think i got 40 kits total and i gave them out i encouraged the rotary club in bethalto uh at least once a year cleans 140 that's a dangerous place mm-hmm. but i i go from mcdonald's around the u.s bank over over to snooks <laughs> and I, I do that uh, in the summer when it's nice weather i do it twice a week and i get a big bag it doesn't solve the problem. It makes it look better. I'm not sure what the what will ever solve the problem of litter. I think it's education. I think we gotta we've gotta educate people. But it's not just kids throwing the fast food things there. The adults do it too. Yeah. Uh, you should use one of those use one of those pickers and just start beating people if you see them. Do well, it. I gave you one of those pickers. Yeah, you did. I've been beating did. people. I oh. did not to beat people that if you see them littering. <laughs> I cracked some guy over the head for throwing out a cigarette. You don't have litter out here in the... Better not. In the product. Uh, so do you do that in the wintertime too? I did it last week. You did it last week. Um, and so... You were, I think you were on the news for that. Weren't, weren't you on the, on the yeah, news? Yeah. Uh, th- that was... That was... Um, you know Elliot Davis... You paid for it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ellis Davis was, uh, I went over to pick up uh, some kits and Ellis Davis was at the, at the zoning office. And so he was, just, okay. So he just happened to be at the, he wasn't, no, there he didn't just story. happen to be there. He, he, but he wasn't it, about the trash story. It wasn't, he had something else. It was a, it was a trash story that he is there for because the county had advertised that they were going to um, provide um, a lot of uh, big funds to, uh, the the highway department to pick up 
like 143 mm-hmm. and those roads. And and um, Elliot was coming over to check on that, see if <laughs> if that was what was. And so he was he so was on zoning, his the zoning well, department. They see well, they see Mr. Walsh. They shove him out towards Elliot well, Davis. Like here, no. talk. This is one of our best volunteers well, here. But <laughs> I was standing at the counter when uh, Elliot came in. <laughs> And and he he wanted me to make a comment about should the county I think he was checking to see if the county should put uh-huh. that kind of money up but to for the uh, county uh, department highway department to do some picking <laughs> up but I wouldn't I said I I kept saying well I think that's really great and I don't know if that's what he wanted but. <laughs> He's great. He, it, it, dirt. It, he, he picked the wrong Samaritan. <laughs> he he is great. I I just love Elliot Davis because he. Can we dig up that video? <laughs> we gotta find that. Someday when we have capabilities, we'll just be able to pull that right up, Ross. Someday when we get an intern. Does anyone want an intern for us? Um, so I was when we were checking out your uh, your your new car, 2018. Uh, you had some, you had like, I don't know, shop vac. And I said, what was going on in, in the back of that grocery getter? Uh, you said you're, you're cleaning the museum. Well, What's that about? They opened the museum for the Christmas walk, which is this Sunday night, even, afternoon, evening. What, what is this rumor that I hear about them not closing down the, the streets anymore? Uh, I don't know they, anything they about that. that up a little I've, bit. I've heard that rumor too, and I don't know anything about that. I heard they weren't going to block the streets off. That's what, that's what I was hearing. But uh, I, I thought a man of, of your statue who no, I'm not there cleaning, no. uh, cleaning up and I getting spent everything a, ready. I well, I have an answer. Well, I don't know anything about that. I spent 10 years on the village council mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, but I've been off several election things. So when, when you said you were cleaning the museum, what my first thought was, well, you're cleaning the spot where they were going to put you. Like whatever no, stands you up in the, no, that, in the, the museum. The museum hasn't been open to the public f- for about two years, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so in the last three years, I've been cleaning. I just clean, start at the top in the in the classroom, and go downstairs. They used the downstairs for uh, for election this past election, and mm-hmm. and I, I they just. I didn't even know they were going to be there, but I went by there and saw saw that they did, and I went in and there's light out in the bathroom, so I had to take <laughs> those are little bulbs, you know, those little, yeah, those, and I had to get the step ladder out and take one out of out of the ceiling bulb. Did to, you be climbing up a step ladder? Well, I have to once in a while. Okay. It's you know. Um. So, how do you take it upon yourself to start cleaning it? Well, I go over to. How do I take it on? Well, I mean, show? I don't know. Did someone say, "Hey, will you clean this?" No, you just no, say, no, I no. Looks dirty. I'm just gonna no. do it. As soon as I found out they were going to, I had to check and make sure they were going to be use it. And they they uh, they have hot cider, and my art teacher Charlotte, you know Charlotte, no sites. She was art teacher at the high school, retired now, and uh, she was my she, art teacher. I and, spent the whole and, week and, in, in school. She and another dropping like, an F word in her class. <laughs> so I was in the honors classes, so I didn't have her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's okay. so funny? <laughs> <Go on. laughs> uh, so what? W- we kind of backtrack on this a little bit. So you had your your son Mike is is uh, as a student. So what was that like having having your son being his principal? 
Not a lot of fun. Not a lot of fun. Uh, no, I had to suspend him junior high once. You had to, that's you suspend- what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's Mike do? Oh, What's there list? was five of them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And they were all the good kids. They all were pretty good they athletes. The good uh, they, well, there's an Ern- Earnhardt. Or Steve Earnhardt. I shouldn't miss names or anything, but no, we're, they no. wrote a they wrote a letter about there's one of their eighth grade colleagues was dating a high school boy or something and they wrote this letter and and, and it ugly. didn't take long for it to get to my desk mm-hmm. so i sent them all home okay and i had me, parents come in and i told them i said well you know my my son went with them so they spent half a day you know home maybe they learned a lesson i don't know <laughs> i doubt it uh um yeah so it was it was it was I remember the maddest you ever got was in like when we were our principals. So, you know, <laughs> and this is probably going to fire him up right now. So, you know, the, you do the big class picture or whatever oh. at the end. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, you know, my, our buddy, Ryan Smith, Smitty, <laughs> yep. he's sitting in the front row, Ross, and, and, I'm, and he has his arms crossed like this. Now look at my left. Oh, oh he has his uh, arms crossed like this with his, uh, with the old, the old mm. middle finger sitting here. Okay. And, uh, this was the picture that, you know, everybody gets to buy a cop, you know, the photographer comes in, they want you to buy copies of this and man, he was fired. Well, up. uh, who brought it to your attention? Well, the photographer brought, uh, brought that to my attention. And so he had other copies and so it was stayed in a pretty tight circle, mm-hmm. but I had a talk with Ryan. Oh, you had a talk. All right. And, um, uh, uh, every time I turned around, Ryan was. <laughs> do you, or were you aware of that? I, I was aware of it. Yeah. Every time I turned <laughs> around, uh, and there's other people that never get caught. They do things all the time. They uh-huh. never get taught. But every time I turned around, <laughs> and his mother called me one time, says, "Told me you're the worst principal I've ever seen." <laughs> and and today, we're dear friends. Yeah. I don't see him very much, yeah. but well, he was uh, in your son's wedding, and and he was in your son's wedding, yeah, and and we've uh, I I really think a lot of him today and everything, yeah. and uh, so that's yeah. the way it is. It's not easy to have your relatives in school, uh, and Mike, I had both of my sons and uh, and a bunch of nephews and nieces. I don't want to mention any names, but. Uh, one I'm still old. I still try to collect about three hundred dollars for lunches, <laughs> and he claims he didn't do it. <laughs> His first name's Steve. Ah, okay. Not, well, I don't know. I don't know. Is it Beerman or Howie? no? It could no. be the one. It could be yeah, the one. It's just that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. But um, it, you have to really be careful whenever mm-hmm. your your kids are and and relatives are. Now uh, it it seems like. Being a teacher, being administrator in high, in in education these days is is way harder than it used to be. It just seems like there's so much going on and so much kind of everything's kind of politicized. And, and what what is your take on on all that? I really, uh, I really, I could say things, and I just you know what's going on, and and uh, it's kind of political type stuff, and mm-hmm. I just don't think about it too much because yeah. it do you, do you believe- I, I do i'll say this 
I'm glad I'm retired. <laughs> yeah. Do you believe it's more challenging now? Oh yes. Yeah. I I and it's I don't know if it's I it may get worse, but I, I, and I don't know exactly you know what other bigger schools are doing now you know and I almost had an opportunity to visit some high schools in Chicago. I was on an advisory council for the education of children with disabilities. And the, the, uh, the lady that is, was a special ed director, doctor, she had a doctor's degree. She was the director of special education. And, and she was going to take me on a tour of a Chicago school, but we never did get to do it. But I don't know what it's like in the big cities. Mm. No, I don't think it's much different, just, just <laughs> on a bigger scale. Well, you know? but we have a great school system here. We, and we do, and, and we have some really, really. The principal there, the young man there, is just great. Seems very involved. And oh yes, but it just it seems like no matter where you are, no matter how good your teachers and administrators are, the people still complain. Oh well, it's, that's you know, I, I and I think it goes back to also is like back in our day, like if if someone got in trouble, if if Ross got in trouble or I got in trouble at school, we were going to get in trouble at home. My, our mom would automatically think we were in the wrong, which, I, of course, we were in the wrong. But, you know, they wouldn't they would always go. They would always stand up for what the teacher said. And we'd get in trouble at home for whatever we did. Now, it seems like if a kid gets in trouble at school, oh, little Johnny didn't do anything. It's the teacher picking on him. It's a teacher like, you know, singling them out. They, they don't seem like they side on the, the teacher's side anymore. They always they always side with their with their kid because they want to be the kid's friend, you know. Well, I always uh, got up from my desk and went to the counter to, and this brought in uh, irate mom, and set her down, and th that's how we always got every everyone that came in. That's how we got started and talking, and usually, w usually, the story w was a different story that went home. Right. Yeah. And so that's what you have to deal with and everything. Too. So, but it's I'm I don't think it's going to get any better soon. And it's it's very difficult. Yeah. But uh, it almost seems like the 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 the, uh, the animals are running the zoo at this point. <laughs> you know? Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you wish that you would have ever tried your hand at being a superintendent? No, no, I, I, I. I probably probably uh, there might have been some opportunities to be at the central office, but I I was a field man. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be with the kids and the teachers, and that's what I like to do. Mm -hmm. Now, with with that being said, like the education system today and things like that, what advice could you give a new teacher or new administrator? Do you have anything advice to give them? And don't say, don't say, become a lawyer. <laughs> I, well, there's so much more involved and and everything. It's and I think probably I I'm hoping that the universities are doing a very very better job than you know we weren't really prepared real great back in in the 60s early mm -hmm. 60s and so uh that's and i think they've really improved maybe the but i don't i don't know for sure i i just don't know so but, you're hoping the universities are preparing them for the challenges well, of today well they got a it's a new challenge they today, and, and never before 
And and I think the 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 candidates coming in, the candidates coming in are much much better too. Though you know they're uh, so, uh, but I don't. I don't even want to think too much about it. <laughs> I like that. I mean, that, that gets pretty deep that the universities need to be getting out into the schools and seeing what's going on with the school districts so they can adapt what they're teaching and, and getting yeah. their students. Well, I think they have been doing that a little bit. Uh, Donna Murphy worked for SIU for a while uh, out with the student teachers, mm-hmm. and I think that was good. That was a good uh, thing for and she was uh, – she was a good assistant principal and a and good lady. I taught with her too at the junior high. Now, what we talked a little bit about your your working out, your workout schedule. We talked about you working uh doing working at the golf course. What else you do with you? I know you have a, a lot of grandkids and you're very involved with them. Uh, what 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 what, well, what what's what's your daily what's your daily routine like? Well. 93 years old. What's your daily routine? I get up at 5.30 every morning. Wow. And and the first thing I do is uh, uh, get I go on, shave, and get ready and everything. And, and You should then, try a beard. You know that? You look good with a beard. Well, I started uh, for two or three weeks, but <laughs> I didn't. But, and there's some good ones out there. All right, well, they're right in front of your face. Yeah, two good ones here. Uh, Hold on, what? I go up, Thank you, Mr. Wallace. No one's I, I go up to the uh, coffee shop, the donut shop. So every day you go up to the coffee shop? About, just about every day, uh-huh. except Monday are closed. Okay. I have to do something else Monday. Yeah, so you go. And, uh, and then I go. What do, you, what do you get there? I just get a cup of coffee and mostly just drink a cup of coffee but sometimes i there? get my favorite donut is uh blueberry so oh. i have a blueberry donut sometimes now do you sit there and eat it or you go back, take it back and home? usually there's people in there but in the last week or so there's i was the only person in there in there but mm-hmm. the people were coming in and getting yeah. donut. and then sick? i go from there over and pick up uh uh Landry and Reed so that's that's your uh, grandson granddaughter Mike's kid so you go and, uh, go pick them up for school I've been doing it since uh, Aubrey was three years old. So you've been doing it since. So your your granddaughter Aubrey is a senior in high school. So you've been since you've been running the kids. You take the school, kids to school. She went to three and four year so old preschool years? at Zion. So this is like fifteen. She's probably eighteen. Seventeen. Seventeen. So for about fourteen years, you've been doing it every morning. And yeah, next year's my last year. Next year, <laughs> Landry. Landry will be a sorry, eighth, Kathy. Eighth grader. Sorry, Kathy. You can't get yeah. no help over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so uh, do you like that picking them up? Oh yeah, them? yeah, I love it. And then uh, I, for the last week or so, uh, I have to go back and get them. I never have to take Pick. them home. But what, what, what do you guys, what do you talk about on the way to school? They don't talk. They don't talk. Yeah. You don't don't question them. No question. No. You don't say like you don't. They're get them they're talking? they're the most courteous kids. They say uh, thank you, and I. I love you getting out of the car. Yeah. Both of them say it every day. And that's, that's nice. You know what, that's you great. Know what I'd say like every that? day? You know what I'd say? What? Where's now, my fucking donut, Grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> it's my blueberry donut. <laughs> now, back, I did have another one that I took with me. Ryan, you know Ryan? Ryan Halley. And mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to tell him he couldn't talk. <laughs> 
<laughs> you had to tell her how he came. That's odd. I told him uh, well, early in the year. Well, I what told, did he do? Was he, was he, he just talks. Never stop. Uh, never stops. All the way to Meadowbrook School. <laughs> all the way to Parkside School. All the way to. Uh, we try that with Steve. You think you could st- shut well, Steve up? I don't know, but I. But I said you. I don't. No talking. That's uh, that's going. To, that's the only thing you. Holly kid getting there, lightening up the mood. Yeah, everybody ready for school. Loosening the loosening everybody up. Grandpa shuts it down. I, I I mean you're still you're still rolling at your age. I I mean what do you what do you uh what do you contribute that? What do you say? What what's what caused you to still be just be going so well? Well, I don't know. Uh, I've kept my weight down. I I gained a lot of weight uh, in my. Middle years mm-hmm. and uh, and nine. What do you weigh about a buck fifty seven? Uh, how about one forty six? I wasn't far off. And uh, you weigh one forty six. And what'd you weigh in high school? One forty six. That's pretty good. Hey, where's, where's, wore your letter where's your letterman's jacket? <laughs> <laughs> I <clears throat> I still have, and I don't use it very much, but. I, the first suit I bought for my first graduation at high school. You still have it? 88. You still, oh, the and first I, one when you were, uh, yeah, at, when you were, okay, teaching, gotcha. And uh, I, I still wear, I can wear it, but it's, mm-hmm. there's newer models, you know, so you don't, <laughs> you don't want to be dated and Take that thing wearing get tailored, don't yeah. update that. Toby <laughs> Miller will wear it. <laughs> you get the, <laughs> Um, so, uh, so what do you, what do you, so what do you say just from, from well, why, why you didn't say why, why okay, are you still so active? Uh, why are you still, you know, out working out or uh, I, working out? I, I gained a lot of weight. I was up in a high, in a early six one sixties at one time. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that's not a lot of weight. But, um, I lost weight back in, you know, I don't know what year, but I started running. And I ran for four years, run four marathons, and I have a I have a no I kept all my numbers, and I ran pretty good. I never was a very good runner, but in my age group, I got I got I was like tenth in the River Road one year, and that's mm-hmm. pretty good. Now, how how old were you? When you used to do those? I was around forty. Gotcha. And and I ran four years in the last. I ran three marathons, two at Monticello, Illinois, and one in St. Louis. When, when was the last race you did? Well, I ran a race down in Padre Island. I was retired and I had a sore knee, but I ran a race just it, because it was having one on the beach, and that was a neat thing, so I limped through it. How old were you then? Hmm. Well, I was retired. Yeah, well. Yeah, You've been retired thirty years, so that 20, doesn't narrow it 20, down. <laughs> Twenty-eight years, so I don't know what what year that was. Okay. My sister lived on Padre Island, so uh, we went there for vacations. Mm-hmm. Um, it, him and I actually spent uh, we spent a, a few days together in Jamaica one time, Ross. How'd that go? <laughs> How'd that go, uh, hey, Mr. Wallace? R- hey, Ross. Did you say a star? Ross, about <laughs> like you <you'd> expect. <laughs> Todd doesn't remember yeah. <laughs> very much about it. <laughs> I, 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 got, I, got a, I got a question for you. Um, you're, you're, can you give us your Mount Rushmore of the best CM athletes that you saw play, any sport that you saw play while you were working? 
Oh, while so, I was working? Yes, not, not since you've been retired. I just want in your era. So basically saying the top four that you saw. Oh, gosh. I don't like to, yeah, it's hard to, you know, judge those two. Uh, that Dave Tainer was uh, one of the best. Uh, Dave Tainer put him down. And uh, so he was. Uh, now he went on to play where? At University of Kansas? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Final Can four. He was Cap captain out four. there. And well, a guy in seventh or eighth grade that, that suggests that the team wear a shirt and tie, he's going to be the captain yeah. no matter where he goes, right? Uh, I mean, that's... Ty. Ty was a... Ooh! Ty wow. was a... Uh, uh, and... Uh, Ty Locks putting him up there. Ross, Ross. And, <laughs> like that, Ross. Uh, well, he could, he could make them. And uh, there's a Bristol... Rance Bristow, who was... Yeah. Lance uh, was a, a good, really a... Lance before he got hurt was was just amazing. At yeah, what he did. I I'd, I'd never yeah, seen. Yeah, he I'd was never a, seen anything like. He was the he in the, in the middle school. He was really good too. So, uh, but and and uh, of course, Allie's a Allie Tracker. But uh, the other girl, um, what's her name? Uh, Broadway, Broadway, Katie Broadway. But I didn't see no. her. I didn't yeah, see as much. But, I did go to SIU to what, see her play one but, time in college. But that was after you. Were yeah, that retired. was after yeah. you retired. So we we have yeah. to disallow well, those. We have to disallow. both of them, huh? What's that? We yes. well, yes. Allie wasn't in school. <laughs> no. So, um, and uh, well, there was there was several problems. What what about football? You've got you've got three basketball. So we we know you must be must be a little bigger fan of basketball. What about football or other sports? Well, the, who, there who was a running back. There was a running back. Uh, I know, but he just when uh, basketball. Yeah. There was a running back when I was principal that was a big kid. I can't think of his name, but he was uh, he 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 ran like a pro. Was that Odom? Did you have uh, no, Odom? No, or was that after you? Odom was after after me. you. Harmon was that was the Harmon, Harmon kid was, was that the eighty four something like yeah. that when they went to maybe, well that's before me that was before you I don't know what I'm trying to so uh, but there's so many of them there's a lot of them that contributed and did things like I have I I used to have the picture of the shot that was heard around the world oh. <laughs> you know who that was Gary. Wasn't that pitiful? That was a, was that pitiful. Uh, that was the best team at Alton. Had, they had three Division One players yeah. on that team. And well, Kerry, Larry Smith. Kerry jumped up in the air and double pumped and made that basket, and the game was over. Yeah. Were you and uh, Coach Harmon close? Yeah. Oh, okay. I had a story about that. Let's hear it. Well, it was the first home game in 1987 with Jerseyville. Mm-hmm. And uh, with 30 seconds to go in the game, uh, uh, we had a player take a basketball, threw it, and hit a Jerseyville player in the face. Jeff Whaley. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> We're I'm all mentioned. about the names. It doesn't even sit on the school board now. <laughs> <laughs> Smashed uh, you, it right in the face. And, uh, and, and a melee. And all out. the players, all the players on the uh, Basalto team, CM team, jumped up. And Harmon turned around and said, sit down. And then he sat down. You had to sit down if he said that. Now, now if you think Middleton was scary, <laughs> Harmon scared and Middleton. So uh, 
so I, the next week I get I get a letter from the Illinois High School Association. It's called Special Report, and it says, uh, "Tell what." respond to this letter and tell what uh, describe the incident and put in there what you're going to do to keep it from happening again and that's basically what the, that mm -hmm. letter said and it came from the person that was uh, director of basketball for the Illinois High School Association and so I did and, and I sent the tape too and it showed our players sitting on the bench and mm -hmm. the all the Georgeville team was out there on the floor but then the story doesn't stop there. The next week we were in a basketball game, and the referee was a friend of Mike Harmon's. Mike Harmon taught at Granite City, and they had a reduction in force, and, and we hired him for the junior high. He worked for me at the junior high for one year. Then they'd take all the, they'd take all the good teachers from the junior high to the high school. I, I, I never did get that too much, but Harmon was, and, and he made him basketball coach. Hammond, uh, uh, Mike jumped up in the air, and that re that Granite City referee gave him three technical fouls before he could sit down. So here, a week later, I get another special report, <laughs> and and, and, Dad, and, and I had and I had to say what what the incident was and what I was going to do to keep it from happening again. <laughs> and I and I asked him. I said, "Now, am I the only one get?" that gets such a report and he says i got a stack three inches high on my desk most of them from chicago <laughs> but uh they, they uh, mike Harmon and steve perry worked really good together yeah. steve should have been a head coach he could have been a he was smart and 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 you know just could respond to the situations moving situations and uh so uh I don't get to see him as much anymore. We've, we've, we've been trying to get him on the, the podcast, yeah, you but uh, he, keep, on. he keeps good. putting us off. Yeah. 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 Next time you see him. Uh, next time I see yeah, him. Help, help, help us out a little bit. What, what, now, one thing I always give you crap for before we go, one thing I always give you crap for is I always make, on Facebook, I always say that you should, talking to you about, like, you get on the computer, and I'll say, oh, they must be computer time there at Villa Rose, and <laughs> give you crap. With but you actually... <laughs> But uh, you actually help out at nursing homes and things like that, don't you? Don't you do some meals, taking them some meals? Or not, something? not very much anymore. Uh -huh. I, I, I haven't done that too much. Yeah, well, you used to at one time, I know. But uh, now I have. He says he doesn't respond to my. Facebook. I should be because I have friends over there now, <laughs> over at Moreland Road. He says he doesn't respond to my Facebook comments anymore because he knows <laughs> he's just going to get twice as bad. <laughs> I'm not smart enough to uh, <laughs> to deal with a professional in that area. Professional, he so is a professional. I in that one area. time I saw him at the grocery store, and he stops me. And I would make all these videos, like yelling or whatever. He stops me in the grocery store, and he says, "Hey, you know, I think Pride would do a lot better if you just be a little nicer to the your people that come there and quit yelling at them and things like that." I'm like, "Okay, you know, yes, Mr. Wallace. Okay, okay." So. <laughs> I like that gave me a great idea. So I go and I make this Mr. Roger, Mr. Rogers neighborhood video where I'm like, you know, I just saw my high school prison. I come and I'm putting a little sweater on. Yeah. And I start talking his voice now. Put his tennis shoes on. When you come to Pride, please, please do your best, boys and girls, not to leave your water bottles lying around. Remember that? I, and I, I mentioned your name. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked for a little bit. It worked for a little bit. So it worked for you. one video. 
Well, I like the story of the you picking up the jacket for a chiropractor or something or a student, a dental student or something. He says, he uh, called and said, I left my jacket in the circuit there. Would you go get it? And and you said, yeah, that you did. Oh, video, that oh, was a video. Oh, you, little Grant Seavers when he left and his then, jacket there. Then yeah. the next thing you see, this guy jumping and diving at this <laughs> well, punching bag with that jacket <laughs> tied around it. Yeah, so I'm trying every. Did you lose a customer well, there? <laughs> he's now an orthodontist uh, in Kansas City. Oh, okay. so yeah, and here I am, still the janitor at Pride. Uh, you got anything you'd like to add to our millions of listeners out there? Oh no, anything you'd like to tell them? Anything that's you that we didn't touch on that you'd like to throw out there? No, I'm wore out. You're wore out. <laughs> <laughs> so am I, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh. Ross, you got anything else you want to talk to? That well, one other thing. I have one other uh, little job, though. Okay. I'm, I was elected to the, uh, I'm not going to say which party because I don't like do politics. Okay. I do have a, one on my window in my car. I saw that. And, but um, I ran, I was, we don't have, we didn't have a precinct committeeman. And a precinct committeeman is the person that has, supposed to have personal contact with your neighbors and everything mm-hmm. so i ran and i'm elected and i'm precinct committeeman for fort russell too they're just like hey let's find the oldest guy we can get and put him on there. <laughs> record <laughs> i uh, that's one of the things i have a record for is uh, the oldest person to do this do certain <laughs> things <laughs> jobs you know the oldest person to do court ordered trash pickup yeah i got it i got it well, I I had do I haven't done it in the last couple of years, but I have a little snowblower, mm-hmm. and uh, I I would uh, clean uh, eleven eleven driveways, <laughs> and and then my older sister moved into town, and she she told me she says you I don't want you mo- uh, cleaning any driveway of anyone that's that's younger than you. <laughs> and I said, well, I have to quit altogether then because I, I I'm younger. I'm older than everybody, but I. You never really gave us the secret of of staying staying well, young. You really never well, gave us. Well, I don't know what that. I, I I've never smoked. Uh huh. Well, you haven't had a you haven't had a beer in fifty years. Well, fifty two. Okay, fifty two years. Uh, but uh, I uh, had a teacher. And he was a longtime teacher in the three-year high school. Of course, Cottage Chills was in the uh, in the uh, one fifty-two consolidated elementary district, and he taught fourth, fifth, sixth grade health. And uh, his name was Ike. Well, that the old football field was called Ike Ryan Field, mm-hmm. and it's still that. There's a plaque on the on the uh, southeast corner. A little. That's the only sign of it anymore. Used to have it on the scoreboard and. You know, but uh, Eichrein preached that in health, but not smoking. Biggest letdown in my life was standing on the corner at Prane's Hardware across from what is now the the, the Senior Citizens Club, and, and Eichrein drove by smoking a big cigar. <laughs> that that was a letdown. Well, he, cigar smoke. Well, they but don't that, they he don't preached it. that for six or seven years. I was around him, mm-hmm. and then when I came back to Bethalto in 64 he was in the central office for a year or so then he retired but I was around him a long long time hmm. well it's so it a- seems like the secret is don't smoke yeah don't and drink stay active stay active and just be try to be a good citizen 
Well, being I, a good citizen helps. I, I think you are the good citizen. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, well, it was an honor having you come come in here and be on the show. Um, it, it was, we were we were pretty honored to have you come yeah, in and absolutely. do it. Absolutely. We, we thank Appreciate you for it. doing it. We know you got a busy schedule out there, running kids and eating donuts. So well, I got to go to McDonald's. Right? I got to go to McDonald's from here because I have two teachers and and Ted, you know, Ted Gallon. Mm-hmm. Ted was my super, super custodian at the high school. He helped. Well, he helped police the place sometimes. <laughs> sometimes he went beyond. Uh, <laughs> he was a big guy. <laughs> yes, and, and he's good and smart and yeah. everything. And So you're meeting them at McDonald's? Well, the, D- Danny Wiesman was a math teacher. Mm-hmm. and uh, A couple times. Trevor and uh, and a, a couple of other people come in sometimes. So, But they, they spend the morning there. I go once in a while. Gotcha. <clears throat> I used to go. My girls used to go to your place. Yep. And a we're few, just about, a few about of them still make it. How many? A few were, of them. A few years Two, ago, three, there was eight. Yeah, it used to be eight. I that I'd go in once. Uh, he come in macking on them. He, ah, yeah, I, hey, I, I come about two or three, uh, um, two or three months at a time. I'd come in. He bought. He gave me a free lunch once. I, Do, does he give you give your brother? Heck Hell no! no. Are you crazy, <laughs> yeah. you crazy. Yeah, so I got a free. You remember? Yeah. Give me send me. I didn't have to pay for a lunch one day. Can't believe it. Must have been some old stuff he was throwing away. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, those were that one. One of the uh, joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joy, I met Joy in the seventh grade when we came, when I was one of the group that went out to uh, Bethalto. And in the eighth grade, it was the first time that they had the first signs of a junior high or uh, middle school or so whatever. And uh, all the eighth graders from the whole district was in that two-story building, the, the one on the east side. And she and I sat in the back row of that uh, eighth grade year. And uh, we've been really, really good friends ever since. A quick rundown. There was a group of eight ladies that would come in every Thursday. Mm -hmm. And they're all from his class of 56. 56. And so he'd come in once a month or Mm -hmm. twice a month. (laughs) Only guy. (laughs) Big guy on campus. Big guy on campus. (laughs) Real quick. So uh, you've been in Bethalto basically your whole life, uh, 93 years or so. Uh, so what do you what do you think about the brick house? How, how do you like that? It's I think it's our uh, fast Eddie's. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank that's you. That, uh, <laughs> that's a yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that that's been there for years. You know, they over there and, and there and everything. But I'm, it's great. It's you've done a great job on that. Thank you. What do you think of Pride? <laughs> okay, we got to get out of here. He'll talk for three more hours if we let him. Right. <laughs> we did try to do. He, well, I don't know. He just stopped by this week, I guess, trying to to case the joint before we had it. And we did try a sledgehammer swing oh. today, and we had. Yeah, it didn't go quite as quite as well as yeah, I thought. Yeah, I got it was a bad go. wrist. You got two a bad, bad wrist, <laughs> and he had me picking up this. Uh, I'm going to try to pick up that uh, round ball out there. He, no. set, he set you up for failure. <laughs> not, not even the world's greatest trainer could get Mr. Walsh <laughs> to look real good on that sledgehammer. So, Anyway, again, it's been an honor. Thank you for coming in and, and spending part of your day and talking with us. We super appreciate it. This has been the Eat, Slay, Live podcast. And we are the Locksecutioner. Slay on, brother. Slay on, brother.